0: Who At, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who At Dish Podcast. We are coming at you to break down and analyze the crazy Monday night game our Saints endured just a few days ago. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown, joined by my great co-host, Tyler Raymond, per usual. You can follow me on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore, follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M, and you can follow the... Uh, Twitter account for the actual podcast page, at the WDD Podcast. Emotions are still running through us. We've still got adrenaline pumping through our bodies. Tyler, how are you feeling? Are you still coming off that high from winning on Monday?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's great to be back, too, by the way. Uh, great hosts, great co-hosts, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, man. Like, a part of me is like, whew, we got the win. But then a part of me is like, geez, like, after this game, they might as well just freaking change the name from new orleans saints to like heart attack saints am i right you know but yeah it was crazy
0: yeah they definitely don't let us have any easy wins
1: no easy wins yeah, yeah that's for sure here uh before we get into everything guys uh let's just uh i've actually uh i found a joke on twitter that uh, relates to this game perfectly so i don't know if you heard about this thing, and i never told you about it I actually forgot to bring it up, but um, so Will Lutz was actually he called in. He was a guest, like a uh, a guest on the Pat McAfee uh, podcast, right? And uh, I forget they were obviously talking about the game winner and stuff. And he's like, Will Lutz, Will with one L. He's like, not two. He's like, no, man, I gave the other L to the uh, Texans. So. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was but, awesome. Uh, yeah, so let's let's just dive right in, shall we? So. Yeah, guys, in case you didn't hear, the New Orleans Saints, you know, season opener against the Texans. Fun fact for you, they haven't won a season opener in six years. Well, not anymore, baby. That's because, you know, uh, last second field goal, uh, Big Nuts, Will Lutz, that's what they call them. Yep. Uh, big Nuts Lutz. But, um, yeah, uh, they just gave every, everybody a heart attack. man. if you watch the game, um, make sure, you know, tweet us less than what you thought. Um. It was an insane game. You know, in the last minute, there were two uh, lead changes, literally, like, in the last 50 seconds. Um, I saw, actually saw, like, a, a, a meme that was, uh, like, made from this game. So I, I retweeted on Twitter, right? Uh, check us out. Uh, me too, at Raven Tyler M. But, um, so uh, when, when there were 37 seconds left, right, uh, someone posted, I think it was, like, Drew is you, you know how everything's been happening, you know, with the, the whole religious thing, Right. Well when he had 37 seconds left, Drew Brees was like hold my bible and he got it though man. Oh my gosh, it, like insane reactions. We're all going to get into it. But yeah, uh what'd you think, Dan? I am kind of uh I apologize for I lost of words. I'm still trying to like recollect myself from that insane game, man. Like it's, it's a lot so of much stuff happened. Yeah, yeah, so many good things, so many bad things. Well, what would you think, man? This should, this
0: should have been a game the Saints should have won by <clears throat> two scores. Uh, yeah. it, it should not have been a, a case where you know Drew Brees was having to drive down the field with less than 40 seconds to go to try and win this game uh, for the Saints. Uh, I mean, first off, I think the, I th- I think the Texans are going to be, even with that offensive line, I think they're going to be a lot better this season than a lot of people expected. They played the Saints really tough. Um, their defense stepped up when it mattered in the first half. If their defense would have done their job in the second half, especially down there, down the stretch, they could have won. But also you can say the same for the Saints defense. The Saints yeah. defense almost blew that game for doing the same exact thing. Uh, actually, sorry, quite the opposite of what the Texans were doing. Uh, for, for each team's final drive, the Saints should have played cushion defense against that Texans offense and not played bump man-to-man coverage to easily get beat down
1: the field. Yeah, and whereas, they should have blitzed them either.
0: And, and, and yeah, blitzing shouldn't have even been... You know, uh, unless you're just sending one extra guy. And then for the Texans, they shouldn't have been playing 10, 15 yards off the ball because if the Saints just get quick completions here and there, even if they're in the middle of the field, they can spike the ball to stop it. They had one timeout left. They utilized it perfectly. Set Will Lutz up for for the game-winning field goal um, and, and the rest history. So there's a lot to process. I liked how our offense looked, even though there were quite a few miscues. But it's week one, uh, so yeah. we, can't, we can't really overreact. It's one game against... Again, this was a uh cross-conference rivalry or again, not even, sorry, it's not even a rivalry. It's just co- cross-conference matchup. Uh the Saints will be playing the rest of the AFC South later on down the road. Um so, you know, this was just a very fun game to watch. The Saints were already coming into the game as the uh sole uh number 1 team even though they had not, you know, snapped the ball yet in the season because every other AFC yeah. South team lost on Sunday, they ended up getting the win to officially make them after week one, the number one team in the NFC South uh, to begin the year. So it's pretty sweet. But I actually wanted to go over pretty much all the drives, summarize the entire game for for those of you that didn't watch or for those of you that want to, you know, kind of uh, go down memory lane, so to speak, uh, to talk about this incredible game. So it starts out with the defense forcing a third and 15 sack on Deshaun Watson using a NASCAR package. Now, the team was, of course, without um, Sheldon Rankin's David Onyemada for two different reasons. One being injury for Rankin's, the other being a suspension for Onyemada. And then also Mario Edwards Jr. was uh, out for this game as well, dealing with an injury. So the Saints were rolling with um, their starting defensive ends, Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport, with a lot of rotation of Trey Hendrickson, who had a great game. Um, and then you had in the middle filling in for Rankins, Onyemata and Edwards. You had both Malcolm Brown and uh, undrafted free agent Shai Tuttle. Um, yep. Run defense was was uh, you know uh, something that we'll have to talk about later. But they got to Deshaun Watson quite a few times, over five sacks on the night, uh, which was nice. But in this NASCAR package they used on third and fifteen, it was um, Davenport, Brown, um, Hendrickson and Cam Jordan there getting after the. That's a good combo. Fantastic. And then, so, drive two of the game, which had the Saints had the ball. Uh, Very first play of the season of 2019 for the Saints, it was a swing pass to Kamara. He picks up nine yards. Very next play, Michael Thomas gets a long reception on second and one to get into Texan territory. Um, And then the drive, unfortunately, ended uh, on a punt after a short completion to Tedgin Jr. on third and six. So, the Texans get the ball back, but they're not able to go anywhere. There's another group sacked to force a third and long, which was led by Demario Davis. Um, and then the team ends up forcing a punt, which is nicely returned by Deontay Harris. Uh, we get to see De Har- uh, Harris burst through a hole. Um, I believe he actually crossed the 50-yard line too. Um, and then the Saints convert on a third and three to get inside the 30-yard line a few plays later, and that was off a long completion of Michael Thomas. Um, and then there's a first and 10 sweep to Kamara, which ends in that helicopter tackle that uh, was all over Twitter. Um, yeah. And then Jared Cook's first catch of uh, his time with the Saints, comes to convert a first down. It was, I, I believe it was a third and three. Uh, right before Breeze then threw a pick right to Whitney Merciless after looking Crazy and leading plan. Latavius Murray in the end zone. So Breeze is scrambling outside the pocket. He points Murray to kind of go towards the back right corner of the end zone so he can lob him the ball. Unfortunately, Breeze kind of throws a laser uh, to Murray, which Whitney Merciless, credit to him, the veteran linebacker, uh, covered it, it beautifully. Murray had a chance to beat him if if Breeze would have kind of lobbed it over the top. Unfortunately, Whitney Merciless gets the interception. um, And the red zone drive there for the Saints uh, gets gets thrown away, and the score is still 0-0. And then the very next play, of course, Deshaun Watson bombs it to Will Fuller, and uh, he makes an incredible catch over Eli Apple, who didn't even look back for the ball. Um, And then a few nice passes to DeAndre Hopkins leads to a first down, and then the game bleeds into the second quarter. And very first play on 4th and 1 in the in the second quarter, Texans pull an RPO, uh, uh, which is a run-pass option, and Watson takes it in for a 20-yard rushing touchdown. So the Texans are up 7-0, to zero, and that's a 14-point swing there. Saints should have a touchdown in the end zone, should not have given up that huge play to Will Fuller. And then uh, on 4th and 1, when they could have stopped the Texans, they give up a touchdown. So instead of being up 7 to nothing, the Saints are down 7-0. to nothing. Um, And then Saints get the ball back, of course. Long completion to Jared Cook helps move the chains on third down again for the Saints. And then they're yet again into Houston territory. Uh, 13-yard completion to number 13 on the very next play. And then the Saints convert on third and three with an out route to Kamara. Um, but with about nine minutes left, Saints aren't able to get anywhere. Uh, and they're forced to kick a field goal. Uh 32-yarder by Will Lutz, and it's good. So it's 7-3. Saints are down. And then the Saints force a third and seven on the Texans the very next drive. But Watson completes a pl- pass to Hopkins through a tight window while being pressured. Um, and then he almost completes a long ball to Hop- Hopkins again, who was essentially wide open. Um, but he drops yeah. it. And then on third and one, former St. Kenny Steeles gets a pitch and picks up the first down. And then Carlos Hyde has a 20-plus yard run to set the Texans up deep into Saints' territory. And then pick up another first down uh, via a pass to Duke Johnson, who they traded for earlier this offseason. So the Texans are moving very easily on this drive, both rushing, short passes. Third and goal at the two-yard line, Hopkins catches a touchdown pass to put the Texans up 14-3. to um, So that was his first touchdown of the game. And then with a minute 47 left in the half, the Saints are starting to march down the field, uh, and they get a nice conversion on third and 17. But due to a—and and this was a, a big completion of Michael Thomas on the outside. Now, let's talk about that referee screw-up there at the end of the first yeah. half. Now, the, the the Saints set are able to set Will Letts up with a 54-yard field goal, and, and he just misses it. But the Saints were cheated, and referee uh, head referee John Barry admits this um, yeah. in the booth uh, during the second half of the Monday Night Football production. He says that essentially the referees messed up and um uh not uh, cheated is the wrong word but they 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 took away 15 seconds from the Saints. Yeah. By their own mistake. Essentially what's supposed to happen when they're when they're stopping the clock to to look at whether or not something's a first down um inside of 2 minutes referees are of course allowed to do that. But instead of it'd be, because when it's inside 2 minutes, inside a minute in in the either one of the halves um, you get an option to either take your time out or have a 10-second a runoff. Sean Payne didn't want to take his time out. He wanted the the 10-second the runoff. Unfortunately, yeah. the referee started the 10-second runoff at the time when they stopped the clock um, wrongfully, essentially. Um, Tyler, actually, I think you have more information on it than yeah. I do, that the, the specifics of it. But essentially, they cost the Saints 15 seconds. Talk, talk about that. Yeah.
1: So basically, the the NFL, you know, the officiating, they already acknowledged the error in the 10-second runoff. So here's the full quote below, and it's from Al Riveron. So basically, the play ended at 41 seconds when they ruled him down, referring to Michael Thomas. Then we stopped stopped the game for a replay review. After we did our administrative duties, we should have reset reset the clock to 41 seconds because that's when we blew the play uh blew the play dead, uh, referring to like blew it with uh, whistles. At the time, we should have gone to Cotain and asked if we wanted to take a timeout in lieu of a 10-second runoff. Instead of uh, setting the clock to 41, we inadvertently uh, set it to 26 and then had a 10-second runoff because he did not want to take the timeout. Again, we, sh- we should have reset it to 41, not 26, and then ultimately t- to 31 after the 10-second runoff. So what happened was when it was set to 26, that 10 second runoff happened, and it went down to 16. So basically, not only did they miss on 15 seconds, if you were watching the game, the crowd erupts. Obviously, like during the whole situation, it was it was kind of like a confusing situation a bit at first because what happened was, um, I believe it was uh, the Texans. They were like questioning to see if Michael Thomas, in fact, actually got the first down because when he was leaping right. down with the ball. Uh, he was um he was you know he was stretching for he ended up did getting it but well, because it was like one of those weird freak plays where just like the things ended up going the Saints favor, just the referees screwed up again, leave it to New Orleans, the city right. of where referees give us a shaft. But um yeah, uh, it was just a really weird call, like it was just a really weird sequence of events and right. man, you should have seen the fans. And, and it
0: was a mess up off of a technicality, so I don't blame the refs yeah. that much. They 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 definitely oh, should yeah. know in that situation. What to do exactly, but you know that's a ticky-tacky thing. You know, it's 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 you know a difference of fifteen, which ends up you know costing the Saints quite a bit. But yeah, um, that's the Saints were still able to set Will Let's up for for a field goal. Who
1: who but, knows who, who,
0: exactly? Who knows what they could have done with that, especially with yeah. the Texans defense, you know, down the stretch. But
1: yeah, because if they like, given in my opinion, uh, what we saw, Drew Brees orchestrate at the very end of the game to get the Saints in field goal range, and there was a, a longer field goal. It makes me believe that Drew Brees could have easily, with 15 seconds, if you're smart with your clock, they spike it, or whatever they do, needed to get in field goal range. Well, who knows? Maybe Drew Brees recognizes a weird coverage by the Texans and throws a touchdown. You never know. Right. I just think he could have, like, if that was correctly adjusted, and not to, like, put it on the Saints, but, like, me personally, obviously, I don't think it was, like, directed to the Saints. Oh, it's New Orleans. So let's, let's screw up their game, you know? But... I, I honestly think that could have been an extra three points at least going towards us in a halftime. And who knows? That would have possibly changed the rest of the game. Jubilees might not have needed to go down and get a field goal at the very end of the game. You never know. So right. it, it was just a really crazy situation, man. If you guys go rewatch the game, if you're listening to this podcast, and that's if you haven't already seen it, just go rewatch the game because it literally, like, the crowd erupts, like, everybody's pissed off, they show, they show, um, uh, uh, close-ups of different fans, it's funny, um, they actually, uh, they announced, they, they announced, on, uh, during the game, it was on Twitter, I saw somewhere that a ton of fans actually showed up wearing referee, uh, jerseys. And they were selling some there, too. Oh, really? Wow, but yeah, uh, just go re-watch the game, watch the play, let us know what you think, it was literally insane, but yeah, Dan, get back to, um, what you were talking about with all those plays. Right,
0: so um, after yeah. that little blunder there, uh, it's end of the first half, and the Saints get the ball to start the second half, um, and and then this is drive number nine of the game. Breeze completes a really nice angle route to Camara, which picks up just about forty yards. They're in this uh, Texans territory, and then the very next play, Latavius Murray takes it in for his first touchdown in a Saints uniform, um, out from uh, thirty yards, and it was a fourteen to ten Texans lead in that moment. So Texans get the ball back. Very next drive, Carlos Hyde has a nice first down run to move the chains, and the Texans convert on third and eight with the pass to Will, for- for- Will Fuller. His name's <laughs> almost hard to say when when I'm just going through. It's all uh, good. On another third down, Watson then scrambles for 17 yards, which was so frustrating to watch. Saints end up breaking contain. Watson just easily sneaks out and, and, and picks up um, uh, a first down and more. Um, and then a few plays later after that, there was soft coverage from Marcus Williams. Um, and the Texans strike again with another Watkins or Watson to Hopkins touchdown. That's his second touchdown of the game. Uh, Watson's third, and then they're up twenty-one to ten at that point. Um, and then, very next drive for the Saints, they get a nice few completions in a row. Uh, a couple of them to Ted Ginn Jr. T.G.J. as I like to say. And then the Saints <laughs> perform some trickery. First, they have uh, uh, Taysom Hill do an RPO and end up running the ball. Then they line him up as as wide receiver, and in the red zone, they get a touchdown pass to Hill, um, and it was very impressive. He electrified the cl- crowd. That's the great thing about Taysom Hill; he's going to get matched up against linebackers, and he can out jump those guys, outrun those guys. Red yeah. zone is a great spot. Tap Hill as a wide receiver. Um, so the Saints are now only down twenty one to seventeen. Um, and then finally, what needed to happen for this team finally happened. Uh, a few plays later. Third down pass, Watson tries to throw a deep bomb to Kute, and Marcus Williams makes a great break on it and makes an incredible interception. Momentum is now with the Saints, um, because right after that, Drew Brees gets into his rhythm. He has some very nice precision passes. There's some more smooth running from Alvin Kamara, getting up the middle, a couple of nice 10-15 yard runs. And the Saints are set up in the red zone again, and this starts the fourth quarter on the very first play of the final quarter. Bree scrambles outside of the pocket and finds Traquan Smith for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. And the Saints have their first lead at the night. It's 24-21 to with uh, about 13 and a half—or, sorry, I, I guess this is right after the fourth quarter starts— um, But they're still up with about 12 minutes left, same score, because um, the next drive for the uh, Texans goes nowhere. They start out with the jet sweep, which is snipped out by Lattimore, and there's a loss of five. Then Carlos Hyde picks up 20 yards to get the Texans into Saints' territory, only to use a few plays in a row... Um, they, they lose a bunch of yards for a few plays in a row, uh, which includes a big Watson sack. On 3rd and 17, Watson goes down again, and then mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're back into their own territory at that point, and they're forced to punt. Um, the Saints then get the ball back very quickly, but after holding penalty, it's 1st and 20, but Kamara, great run by Kamara there, ends up breaking two really nice tackles and, and picks up the 1st down. Um, but then Breeze gets sacked. There's a couple other miscues. 4th and 13 for the Saints, Thomas Morstead, best puncher in the league, makes a super nice, super nice kick and pins the Texans inside their own four-yard line. So this this is where things started getting too intense. This is under 10 minutes left in the game. It's 3rd and 10 from that same exact spot for the Texans. Watson completes a really excellent pass to a diving DeAndre Hopkins for the first down in the middle of the field. And then Duke Johnson has a 30-yard run to put the Texans back into Saints territory. But that, that offensive line of the Texans... They they give up another sack. Uh, it's four, third and eleven, and then another sack is uh, uh, given up by the Texans. This time it's Trey Hendrickson, and they force another punt. And the Saints are still up twenty four twenty one. They get the ball back. There's under four minutes left at this point in the game, but the Saints go nowhere and they're uh, and deep in their own territory until on a third and three, beautiful pass from Breeze to T G J. Uh, which puts them pretty much on the 40-yard line in Houston territory. Kamara then runs for another first down, and the Texans have to use up all their timeouts, and the Saints are able to water the clock down to 50 seconds, and a Will Lutz field goal puts them up 27-21. to There's 50 seconds left, people. You're sitting at home watching this game, right? You're going, there's no way, right? That's what I thought. There's no way after the Minneapolis miracle, which is now the meaningless miracle, but, but, but I digress. After that happened, after the Saints have given up miracle touchdowns multiple times in the past, there n- I bring up the 49ers' uh, playoff loss in 2011. That oh, could have been, been a Super off, Bowl. Then. Why are the Saints playing man to man, barely deep safety coverage in that situation? They need to be playing off the ball. Texans don't have timeouts, let them catch it in front of them. There's only 38 seconds left. Yeah. They they need to get a touchdown. Let them it, 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 If the worst thing that happens is you let them into field goal range, that's fine. It doesn't matter. That's pointless for them. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is playing man-to-man coverage. Marcus Williams is not playing very deep. Uh, it's about a 50-yard completion there to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Sets them up into Saints territory pretty deep. They're right around the 30-yard line or, or 25. And then very next play, only 12 seconds are shaved off the clock in these two plays. Very next play, P.J. Williams gets beat by Kenny Stills. End zone Bad. touchdown. He gets burned. He 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 gets he gets absolutely burnt. Now, right after that, uh, a field goal is or the 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 PAT is missed. However, the reason, arguably, that it's missed is because uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, the rookie safety from Florida, um, ends up getting a roughing the kicker penalty. And I mean, it was valid. He does touch the he does the, touch the foot. Of the yeah. kicker after it goes both down, Both feet were it's, down. Though. Both that's feet were co- down.
1: Though.
0: Yeah, both feet were down. Right, right, right. That's that, that that that's true. But even though it was a miss, the um uh the 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 Texans get to re-kick and the PAT is good after that. So they're up twenty-eight to twenty-seven. There's thirty-eight seconds left. But who better to have quarterback than Drew Brees? Right. Everybody. I I, I I think the prayers were answered because a couple nice completions for the Saints gets them into field where You. I'm not even going to summarize that part. You guys need to go watch that on YouTube. Watch that final drive on YouTube. In fact, watch that whole the, the, all those game highlights on YouTube. Just check all that out. Relive the moment. Yeah. It's fantastic. Or if you haven't recorded, watch the whole thing again like I did. It's great stuff. It's great stuff. So Saints end up uh, setting Will Lutz up for a 58-yard field goal, and he absolutely nails it. to
1: Celebrates the, before it's even like, in because he knew he was going to make it, him too. Him and
0: Morstead. Him and Morstead. He said, as soon as it came off my foot, I knew. And, yep. when, and when he kicks it, the, I got scared a little bit because the ball kind of jerks. Um, but it, it jerks right into the middle of the goalpost. Um, yeah, and, 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 and he could have made that from 68. He had about a 10 yard cushion from, from that, um, from, from, uh, from the bottom of the goalpost. That was, that was just fantastic. That was, uh, yeah, man. He's I the mean, best. you, you got to believe in Will Lutz from now on, no matter what, even though he missed, uh, in that first half, like he said, nobody said a word to him. They still believed in him. Um, yep. and he goes out there and he, he proves it. He redeems himself. And, um, yeah, he's, it's hard not to give him MVP for the game because not only did he, you know, make that game-winning field goal to, to give the Saints a win, you know, thirty to twenty-eight. He had yeah. he had three field goals that whole game, a chance to have four. You know, th- he, he attempted; he was three out of four, even though he missed one. If he if he makes that, they they, they guarantee the win no matter what. Um, and he, he just barely missed that fifty-four-yard field goal. But uh, I, it's hard it's hard not to give him MVP. But Breeze and Camaro were right up there too. We'll get into the individual players later on. But dude, what did you think of that game? I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah. obviously, the uh, swing of emotions was very crazy. Everybody can relate to that. Um, but but actually, finally getting to see this team for the first time in prime mm-hmm. time, first off, um, w- was fantastic. Um, but but getting to see this roster that's going to be trying to compete for a Super Bowl this year go up against a, a pretty legitimate team uh, in their dome uh and an intense game how'd you feel getting to watch these guys for the first time in in regular season action uh for yeah 2019
1: a part of me like if i'm being completely honest a part of me was actually pleasantly surprised you know like i think there was kind of like this narrative over the saints this year you know like i if you listen to any of the critics and please don't because it, it it's such a, a punch to the gut uh, listening to your favorite team get uh be riddled and torn apart by critics and even analytics like uh a big shout out to you Colin coward you still think the saints aren't good and it's probably gonna take four or five weeks to actually admit that they're a good team yeah, and put crazy. them in your top 10 but he's um crazy, man. yeah like I, I don't get that but um uh i'm getting sidetracked so i was pleasantly surprised because i think compared to last year I think we saw it a little bit, but I think this year, especially with all the narratives, I saw it a lot more. Um, like, if any indication was week one, uh, this is what I mean um, Latavius Murray had some bad runs, but stepped up in a way that he was able to produce points for the Saints. That's awesome because even though Sean Payne has said on record that Alan Kamara, you know, it's his team now, it's his thing, um, you're you're still going to have people game playing for Kamara. So to have someone. Rep- it, in a replacement for Mark Ingram, stepping up, that's great. Trey Hendrickson, pretty much a nobody to opposing offensive lines. You Obviously, you have to game plan for, for Cameron Jordan. Obviously, you have to keep an eye out for Marcus Davenport because he's literally a freak. I'm looking at the photo right now next to him, and the dude is, like, freaking uh, bending down just to take a picture with me. He's, right. he's so tall. But, um, like, a nobody out of Florida Atlantic FAU, like, to come up with two sacks, two huge sacks. Mm -hmm. If you guys watched the game, like, I was watching the the game real time, and the one sack he got where uh, he timed it perfectly with the snap. Literally, I saw the reaction on Twitter. Everybody thought he was offsides. No. Like, if you watch the other angle, he timed it perfectly. Yeah, that was nice. He literally, while getting held, too, by Laramie uh, Tunsel. Yeah. Wraps around him. I think he did, like, uh... Is it this? Uh, I think it was a swim move. Yeah, where you swim under. Uh, dude, like he was a beast. Like T Rex. Like all these. Uh, I wouldn't say no name players, but all these people. You need stepping up for the Saints. When you when your team is Super Bowl bound, it's because of you have players stepping up, making plays for you. Like look at Tracy Porter, Will Smith. All these guys that stepped up for the Saints. Jeremy Shockey. Like if the Saints are going to, uh, going to the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be because of players like that. Sure, you had miscues, like getting uh, gashed in the run. Sure, you had players getting burnt like toast in coverage. But, like, if that, if Week 1 was any indication of how the Saints can be, and, and that's them only Week 1, it, it, it's going to get a lot better before it gets worse. And some of our weaknesses are only going to get better. It's going to be a great team. And I didn't even mention how half of the um, wide receivers I want to see step up actually made plays. So... That's good too so you tell me Dayton what was your what were your thoughts from the from that game man,
0: man too many first off uh, you, you, you summarized <laughs> it nicely um, it, it, first off it was great to see all these new faces contributing. Uh, yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson had a couple of nice special teams tackles. I like seeing that.
1: Yeah, that one inside like the twenty. I think he he was yeah. really hyped about that. Yeah,
0: that would, that 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 was super awesome because uh yeah, the Saints were trying to pin the Texans kind of kind of deep when they uh, had that that boot kick. But, um, yeah, no that, that 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 was great. Of course, Jared Cook had a couple of nice catches. Um, uh, and then you had Latavius Murray making the most out out of what was uh he he was only targeted three him, yeah. times. Uh, in the passing game, he did drop one of them, uh, but he carried the ball six times and he had that 30-yard touchdown. So, I mean that 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 was really nice, average 7.2 yards a carry. Um, but without that 30-yard touchdown run, he only had five carries for 13 yards, which is under three yards per carry. So, yeah, so you know that, that that's something you get to think what you get. You know? But exactly, yeah, it's very very small sample size. Um, didn't see too much out of Kiko Alonso, but the linebacking core played pre- played pretty great. Um, yeah,
1: Davis looked good.
0: Dave, yeah, I, I, per usual, Davis looked good. Klein, Klein looked normal, like himself. Anzalone was flying around the field. Um, definitely going to need Rankins and Oniamata back to get that running defense uh, back up to what it needs to be. Yeah, uh, but Eric McCoy. Quietly good game. It's I, really I enjoyed. Good. Yeah. It. He was a vet, uh, he, he's the rookie replacing the veteran Max Unger. Very very um, tall order to do, and I think that he did a great job for his debut um, because center is center one of the toughest positions, maybe the toughest position to play in the Saints offense or or team period. So yeah, um, uh, didn't uh, I think Saquon Hampton was inactive for the game, um, so we didn't see him. Um, we didn't see obviously any of the other. Major rookies. Um, yeah. I Caden think Ellison, Caden Ellis Caden Ellis was, was in act. uniform. Oh, was he? Okay. I didn't really see much of him. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right because um, one of the. And also, the Saints uh, cut Wes Horton and uh, activated uh, 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 Luan from the practice squad right before the game. Uh, I don't know oh, if you guys okay. missed that, but that happened literally. Like, Field, Field Yates reported, and it was like, you know, an hour before the game. Um, yeah. But. Uh, I actually want to go over the stats for this yeah. game because a lot of them are pretty outstanding. So for the Saints, Drew Brees, thirty-two of forty-three, three hundred and seventy yards, two touchdowns, absolutely fantastic. Uh, one the one interception, of course, but honestly, if that that should have been a touchdown, and if it was, Drew Brees would be um, thirty-three of forty-three for three hundred and seventy-five yards and three touchdowns, absolutely fantastic. Camara of course, had the most carries, led the team with rushing yards. 13 carries, 97 yards, 7.5 average. Like I mentioned, Murray, 6 carries, 43 yards, and that touchdown. Taysom Hill also had 2 carries for 8 yards. Um, MT, 1-3, of course, led the team in receptions and receiving yards. 10 catches on 23 yards. Tedgan Jr. comes up right behind him. Of course, he had a yep. huge game. 7 catches, 101 yards. He, he's solidifying himself, as long as he's healthy, as the number 2 guy there for the uh, Saints. And then, of course, Alvin Kamara had seven catches for 72 yards himself. That's over 10 yards uh, per reception. So all of the top five Saints receivers, even though Jared Cook and Traquan Smith only got two catches each, they all averaged at least a first down on uh, every one of their receptions. Uh, every one of them averaged over 10 yards per reception. Jared Cook had two catches for 37 yards, and then Traquan Smith had two yeah. catches for 26 yards. And, and that touchdown, of course. Taysom Hill— And people
1: say that Drew Brees doesn't stretch the field. You guys are funny. Exactly.
0: Drew Brees is able to find somebody. It's just about finding an, uh, a consistent um, slot guy, I think, at this point. Because we have—as yeah. we ha- as long as, as, long as Tedkin Jr. is healthy, we have a consistent— Number two, who knows the playbook, speedy guy, which is what you want with with a uh, with uh, uh, a an, an X out there to yeah. you know run those lines, and, and that's exactly what we saw Tedgan Jr. But we just need a, a consistent slot. Traquan Smith could very well be that guy. We just need to see a little bit more out of him. Um, of course, Taysom Hill had had the one catch uh, all night, which was a nine-yard touchdown. Latavius Murray two catches for four yards. Josh Hill had a catch, went for. Negative two yards. On defense, Von Bell led the team. Actually, Von Bell and Alex Anzalone led the team in tackles with five apiece. And Anzalone added with one sack there, which was great. Also with the sack was Cam Jordan with two sacks was Trey Hendrickson. And P.J. Williams had a sack as well. Uh, Malcolm Brown and Shai Tuttle each shared a sack, too. They each had half on the night. Uh, Demaro Davis and Cam Jordan and Marshawn Lattimore had a really nice couple of tackles for loss uh each finished the game with four total tackles. Uh, Hendrickson, AJ Klein, and Eli Apple had three uh total tackles themselves. And then uh coming in with two tackles was Williams, Brown, Mitchell Lewin, who I mentioned, and then Marcus Davenport. Um yep. and then of course Marcus Williams uh had one total tackle and one interception. Other than that, dude, that game, he
1: ran twenty five yards yeah. for that pick. He
0: he Insane. covered he covered the entire field to, to get that pick. It was it was very impressive. Yeah.
1: And then he got WWE tackled by d yeah.
0: So yeah, as soon as he, he gets, deserves the... to
1: be fine for that, man.
0: Well, I don't know about that. It's football, he,
1: but he, dude, like you're a vet. He he knows you're not supposed to tackle uh... like that. I saw right. the, the press conference, and the dude was like, "Oh, I guess I'll have to play touch a uh, touch football." Now I'm like, dude, right. you freaking picked him up a good foot off the air and well, slammed him down. I think like... there's a
0: gray area to this, okay? Because there's yeah. there's there's a black and white. Obviously, it's it's it's. That's way too rough. You need to get fined. We I was just that. mad though. That's for sure. Whereas, whereas Hopkins is like, oh, this is this is football. I'm supposed to be doing that stuff. A, I think de- the tackle definitely warranted a penalty and a talking to by the referees on the field. I think that's where it stops though, because yeah, it's 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 football, and it, it was definitely a dirty tackle because he knew he's a veteran. But I mean, it's it's ta- you. I I really don't see why that is so bad just to pick a guy up. And you know I mean,
1: I'm just glad he didn't throw him on his head. Can you imagine if he got a concussion?
0: No, that, that that that's true. And it is dangerous. It could. But yeah. the, the whole game's danger. You can't find everybody. Yeah, for for every single tackle. Good and, point. And we need to limit. But Hopkins is. It really shows that he is a poor sport. Not only that. Yeah, but physical, also him man. him just running off the field uh, after the game winning field goal. No, I don't think he shook a, a single hand. He just ran straight mm-hmm. off the field. Um, he's passionate cameras caught it all uh Deontay Harris had two kick returns for 36 yards which was nice and three punt returns for 20 yards including um the really impressive I think it was literally a 20 yard return that he had uh towards the beginning of the game for the Texans, Deshaun Watson 20 of 30 for 268 yards three touchdowns one interception he also had four carries for 40 yards with one touchdown leading the team in carries and rushing yards was Carlos Hyde 10 and 83 Duke Johnson had nine carries for 57 yards Nuked DeBomb, bomb, DeAndre Hopkins, 8 receptions, 111 yards, 2 touchdowns. Wolf, Will Fuller, see, do it again, 2 catches, 69 yards. Kenny Stills had 3 catches, 37 yards, including that touchdown. Uh, Duke Johnson had 4 catches for 33 yards. And that, nothing really too um, of note yeah. for these guys. Justin Reed and Bradley Roby led their team in tackles with 8 um, and the Saints only let up one sack the entire night, and that was to Whitney Merciless, who also had an interception um, on the night and was tied with uh, uh, Bernardrick McKinney and Eric Colvin with four tackles on the game. And interestingly enough, Aaron Colvin, who they had signed, given pretty much $7.5 million guaranteed in free agency, they cut him um, after yeah, he we essentially— Yeah, oh, And he gave up the uh, final completion to uh, Tedgan Jr., uh it was either Ginn Jr. or Michael Thomas there to to actually get the Saints at the uh field goal. I think
1: it was Ginn.
0: I think it was Ginn, too. At yeah. the field goal range for uh Will Lutz to kick the game winner so they said goodbye Aaron Colvin and he is a free <laughs> agent now. So um that was some so those are all the stats individual yep. stats for the Saints. Um let's talk about PFF grades and snap counts. I know that you have uh, both of yep. those Tyler. Um PFF grades <laughs> are going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, so, if you guys have listened to our podcast before, on record, we've said how much we like PFF. So, I went on Twitter, uh, went on to their uh, PFF Saints Twitter account. Fun fact, they actually follow me, and uh, I, nice. I've interacted Same. with them a lot. Same. Yeah, I, I like them a lot. They're cool. But um, uh, So, I pulled uh, their best tweets, uh, all their information's theirs. Uh, I, I pretty much just copied uh, all their info from them so I could give you guys the best informa- information presented as possible regarding... Uh, you know different uh, grades, ratings, etc. So let's get into that. So uh, for the week, a PFF had the Saints with the highest-rated total offensive line. They and the individual grades for our offensive line for that game. You had Tron Armstead at a 75.3, Pete coming a little uh, further behind him at a 62.7. Not great, but not terrible either, I guess. Uh, you had Eric McCoy, the rookie, his first NFL. Game ever with a 75.1, not bad. Larry War- Larry Warford, our right guard, had an amazing game with a solid 92. He actually, uh, I've got some more stats uh, later on, I'll get into it in a sec. And they had Ryan uh, Ramchak at an 84, and so you had Drew Brees, our our goat, the dude who is freaking amazing. Uh, they had him as the ninth 19th highest rated. A uh, graded player this week with a 90 overall grade, and Larry Warford surpassed him uh, being at 12, like we said, with a 92 grade. And now these are more some specific matchup stats. We had Ryan Ramchak, who the entire game went against J.J. Watt uh, in 66 snaps. He actually played every single snap for the Saints. We'll get into um, uh, snaps later. Uh, He had the 84 overall grade, like we mentioned. It was a 77.6 passing block uh, grade, 86.7 run blocking grade with zero pressures. Absolutely amazing. J.J. Watt, on the other hand, he played 60 snaps for his defense, a 43.8 overall, man. That's the Ryan Ramchak effect, folks. Uh, A 39.5 run defense grade with a 52.6 pass rushing grade with zero pressures. And yeah, Ramchek absolutely dominated uh, that past night. And I forgot to write it down, but I believe I saw on—apologize for that—I believe I saw on Twitter somewhere that in all of these games for JJ I think it was like his 95th out of 99th worst rated game ever. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. Good, good luck, Rams defense. That's for sure. But um, so let's get into the other important well, one you hold had. On.
0: It was—I don't. I can't, I can't remember if you mentioned this part, but, yeah, this was Watt's 105th game of
1: his career. Yeah. And, and
0: it was the first time, no sacks, no tackles.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's who. Yeah, man. Like, he he got that, absolutely shut down. That makes
0: – I don't care about his grades. I think this that makes it his worst game ever. I mean, yeah. he, he, he was not there for – that. the Texans needed J.J. Watt to make plays. He yeah. The last time the Saints played the Texans – again, this is going around. They said, need to get a new right tackle. The Saints did. But last time the Texans were able to win against a really really nice Saints offense because JJ Watt was able to disrupt so much. But literally, Watt really isn't the same. He has been uh, ever since he you know uh, Got had to deal injured, with all yeah. those injuries. Yeah, so it's unfortunate, but good for the Saints that and, and Ramchick super impressive to hold him off like yeah. that. Yeah, so
1: two great things, too. Um, I saw on Twitter, too, after the game, people were post uh, posting, like, missing signs. Have you seen J.J. Watt? I don't know because the Texans and Saints have, that's for sure. And hey, Texans, if you're listening, here's a little trash talk for you, bros. Um, J.J. Watt once said that, yeah, we need a new right tackle, but how about this? Texans, you need a new edge rusher because you got rid of one of your best ones, you traded him away, and then the other one it's non-existent. So, yeah, you need to do better. Um, <laughs> so the other main important matchup of the night was Lattimore versus D-Hop. Um, uh, for the record, like on the record, a PFF has has Lattimore. Uh, on Hopkins with seven targets for four catches, 51 yards, one touchdown, and 119.6 passer rating. Obviously, as they mentioned, there's a slight advantage to D Hop there because he's one of the best. But Lattimore held his own. And for the record, I don't have it here how many drops, drops specifically, but I think I saw somewhere on Twitter too how a D Hop usually only like has like a single digit drops in a season, but he had I think like. Three, four, or five in this game alone—that's the Lattimore effect for you. So mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, maybe they might just need to get a new receiver while they're at it too, right? New defensive end, new receiver, right? Uh,
0: I mean, they, they already traded for Stills. They, I, I, their yeah. receiving is pretty good with with Hopkins, Fuller, <laughs> Fuller. uh, yeah. uh, Kute and uh, Kenny Stills. I think that's pretty—they're de- pretty decent.
1: It's not bad. I just like uh, rubbing it in their face a little bit. We got yeah, the win, so hot. Right. Um. So the top graded Saints defender per PFF was Marcus Williams. Of course, we know him for running down the field, game that pick. But he, he played a possible 61 of 64 snaps. He heard, earned an excellent 88.8 overall grade. And, of course, the interception, what he was most known for, that propelled his grade to make him the highest uh, graded Saints defender for that game. And, of course, the offensive player for uh, was Larry Warford. Uh, he actually exits week one as the NFL's top-graded interior offensive lineman with a 92 overall grade, a 91 run-blocking grade. Uh, if you guys are actually be watching the game, too, well, it reminds me, I should mention it. There were a couple plays where it, it just looked like the entire offensive line dominated and was in sync. I think that one, uh, obviously, that one drive where Owen Kamara gets the reception, runs down the field, then the Latavius Murray run, too, but... Man, our offensive line is nasty, man, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Our O-line is uh, top top of the line, literally and sure. figuratively.
1: <laughs> and he, um, so yeah, Warford had a 79.8 pass blocking grade, not too bad. And we allowed one pressure on 45 reps. So, and while I say that, we also, so usually in the past when I've looked up uh, specific, like, um, uh, a snap counts. Usually I've seen charts and stuff In this case for the first week. I didn't so I actually went on to Google found a website A Credit goes out to Canal Street Chronicles John Hendricks. They posted this article. I'm just relaying the information To you folks at home who are curious to know about the snaps. So uh, On offense, there are a total of 66 snaps that could have been played if you're an offensive player You had jubilees, of course with Ramchak, Pete, Warford, Armstead, and McCoy, the starting offensive line, they played the entire game offensively. You had Michael Thomas with 89% with 59 snaps. Uh, Alvin Kamara just behind him with 50 with 76%. Teggit Jr. had 49, which is 74%. Jerry Cook and Trey Quan Smith had 42, uh, which is 64%. Then you had uh, lesser-known guys like Josh Hill with 32 snaps. Latavius Murray with 18 Taysom Hill with 15 snaps, even though he got that touchdown, so that's awesome. We had Keith Kirkwood with 12 snaps, Zach Line with 10, and Deontay Harris with 1. On defense, uh, they had a total of 67 snaps that could have been played. We had Von Bell, Eli Apple, Lattimore, and DeMario Davis playing all 67, which is, of course, 100%. And then you had Cameron Jordan with sixty six, you had Marcus Williams with sixty four, PJ Williams with fifty three, Malcolm Brown with fifty one. I was actually pretty happy too, We're on the topic of Brown. Uh for his debut with the Saints. He he had a pretty good game, he so did. I'm pretty happy with I that. I was
0: I was I was yeah, I was very impressed by him. Super happy. Yeah,
1: considering like half of our interior defensive line was gone. Yep. At least he plugged up what he could. So that he helped. stepped up really
0: it, well, yeah.
1: Yeah, and if you guys are listening to uh, to this, by the way, too, make sure you tune into to our next episode where we'll be previewing the Saints-Rams game. We'll be talking about players that are coming back for this game and all that stuff, so that ties into this a little bit. So keep an eye out for that. But um, you had AJ Klein and Marcus Davenport with 50 snaps. Trey Hendrickson with only 35 snaps. That's mm-hmm. only 52%, easily the MVP of the game for me. But that's snaps, just insane yeah. how limited of a role he had. Last year, it was even less, considering right. uh, they had uh, Okafor in the mix, you know? And I really hope he gets a bigger a bigger picture in the future with the Saints, man. He was insane. But um, let's see. You had Tuttle with 33. He probably won't be playing much once we have Anyamada back. Like I said, he'll be back this week. And then once we get Rankins back, we had a- Alex Anzalone with 31. Wow, well, I'm surprised he played so little. Uh, you had Taylor Stallworth with 22, Mitchell Lewin with 11, and Chauncey Garner-Johnson with 3, which is 4%. And on special teams, you had Justin Hardy, the ace gunner, the man that does it all, and Taysom Hill, the also other man that does it all, with 23. You had CGJ, Chauncey Garner-Johnson with 21. That's good for him, because when I really found out about all these snaps, I was hoping that maybe if uh, Chauncey makes a name for himself on special teams, that can open up a role for him on defense, too. So, good things for him. We had Washington, the backup running back, JT Gray, and Caden Ellis, the rookie, with 18 snaps. And they also mentioned that Nick Easton, uh, the backup, uh, Keiko Alonso, the linebacker, will clap the backup bowl line, And uh, P. Rob also played on a handful of special teams plays. So those mm-hmm. were all the snaps, courtesy of Canal Street Chronicles, and all of the PFF grades, and important ratings, courtesy of PFF. So yeah crazy
0: um yeah so this essentially means the saints played nickel package for almost 80 percent of the um game because pj williams played 53 snaps yeah and 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 apple played 100 so they were running a three cornerback um two almost two safety set it looks like they probably ran two safety um williams only sat out three plays um, so, yeah, it looks like they were playing nickel for uh, a majority of the game, which against mm-hmm. this Texans team, you kind of have to do. Um, I love seeing Davis play the entire game. Cam Jordan yeah. playing essentially the entire game. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, that's that's awesome to see. Um, so, I mean, if Anzalone is able to play more down the stretch, I would love to see him because he's athletic enough to make up for not playing nickel yeah. against teams like this. Uh, but I don't think he's 100% healthy yet. I think he's slowly getting there, and the Saints will give him more reps um, when time comes, but um, for our offense, I loved what they did, um, and it's pretty predictable, you know. With with Kamara, um getting since you know he, he has to share, you can't have your running back playing every single down. So yeah, he'll be
1: really tired. Fifty yeah. of the
0: sixty-six snaps is appropriate. Michael Thomas playing majority. I would like to see Mark Thomas be on every single um, yeah every single play. I love to see that best number players. One hundred, but um, Ted Ginn Jr. being the number two, being up there, Jared Cook um, and Josh Hill essentially splitting. Almost straight down the middle, um, snaps, and then they had a couple of snaps together there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, really, it was it was um, Traquan Smith, Tedgin Jr., Michael Thomas there for receiver. No other receiver uh, played more than twenty percent of the snaps. Yeah, um, that's so, not
1: that's not great, but no, it will get better hopefully. And it really
0: shows the Saints are still relying on on Camara quite a bit, but yeah. which is fine. This is his offense. This is his backfield. He's going to be receiving a lot of the balls. Um, a, lot, a lot of the passes and rushes for the yeah. team. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, but, I mean, Anzalone played almost half of the game. So, But definitely less than, than last year. He's playing just about almost every snap, almost every single game. So, um, mm-hmm. you, yeah, any other thoughts on that? I, I'd like seeing Caden Ellis uh, on special teams now that I mm-hmm. see that.
1: Um, I mean, it's, nothing really stood out to me. Uh, I mean, I think if anything ever happened, knock on wood, to um any of our starters – I would love to see other guys, like, I'm a really big fan of Will Clapp, and I think he's done really well in the past, so I would love to see someone like him, like, uh, play. But, I mean, that's probably not going to happen unless something happens to one of our starters, but we don't really have a swing tackle either, really, so with um, Ola going down and all that, but um, uh, nothing really surprised me. I mean, I don't know, it it snaps, you know, it's like, nothing really fluctuates nothing really changes unless something like a big injury happens or the saints have to pull out specific formations because it's a certain team you know but mm. yeah so let's let's dive on into the player breakdown so this is going to be our probably our last big topic before we close out this long episode but yeah so i guess i'll just start off any players we really you know took notice you know Thought we had a great game, and then later we'll get into players we really thought need to improve, or just things we'd like to see more of. So I guess I'll start. Players, I thought, had a great game. A couple underrated guys, Ryan Ramchick, uh he stopped J.J. Watt, and that's all you really need to say. Right. Had a great game. His PFF rating wasn't as high as I thought, but it wasn't bad uh, wasn't bad either. Uh, I had Ted Ginn Jr. I actually got into a kind of like a heated argument or discussion, I guess you could say on Twitter, about how we need Ted Gid Jr. And what, I think this was while the game was happening, and people were telling me, no, he's old, well, we don't need him. Like, he had over 100 yards, he had some crucial catches that allowed us to win the game until another until another person steps up to take that second receiver role that isn't running back, Alvin Kamara, we need Ted Gid Jr. And he had a great game, so it's great to see him back finally healthy, finally running past people who are half his age. I I find that hilarious. So other guys, T-Rex, Trey Hendrickson, man, he went off. He balled, man. Dude, like that one play with Tunstall, like he stuck his finger up and everything. Like he was so happy. I'm like, yes, let's go. I was so worried that, man, one of those long drives to get a third and forever Leave it to the Sean Watson to get a first down, right? But nope, not because of T-Rex. So I was happy for him. Davenport, too. I, I forget who I saw it from on Twitter. But uh, somebody was rewatching film. And so I the, I, ne- I didn't get the grade yet for PFF. If it comes down into the future where he has a, a good game, I'll bring it up from this game. But uh, Marcus Davenport actually had a solid game. Here's why. So a few of the sacks that opened up, I think it was six sacks we had, five or six. Davenport was actually getting uh, just the way he operates. He's so athletically gifted, and he's so built. He's 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 like a, a speeding bullet. He's really big and really fast. It, it, he commanded at times two or three players at once, and actually opened up holes for Cameron Jordan and Trey Hendrickson at the time for them to get sacked. So right. that opened up the middle for Malcolm Brown. So yeah. At, I don't have much evidence to prove it yet, but I saw it on Twitter. like I, I forget who it was, but it was like a definite source. Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brown, Marcus Davenport had a good game, folks. I hate seeing all this trash talk against him. The dude's coming back from a toe injury. He's going to, like, he had, I think, four sacks in seven games last year before his injury. The dude's going to get there. I get we paid two first round picks for him. He's going to get there. And my last guy, in my opinion, that I thought had a great game, Eric McCoy. First NFL game for him, the dude didn't have any major screw-ups. That's all I want to see. I was I was low-key worried to death that there was going to be a miscommunication or he's going to hand the ball off onto to Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going to get sacked and killed. That didn't happen, so I'm a very happy Saints fan. How about you, man? What would you think? Uh, any players you agree on with me or just who do you think had a great game?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely agreeing with you. Um for for the PFF grades, I I I just think it's interesting. I I I definitely agree with them that highest graded defender should be Marcus Williams, highest graded offensive player definitely Lair Warford. Um even though I was thinking it might have been Ryan Ramshek, but I think the uh, yeah um, the penalty on him might have might have hampered his Problem. chances at being number 1, but Warford Warford almost or pretty much was the reason the only sack of the game was given up. Uh, He got bulldozed by number 94 in the Texans, which led to Whitney Merciless getting free for the sack. Um, Pretty much bulldozed into Drew Brees, uh, which disrupted everything. But other than that, he had a fantastic game. And then for Williams, um, of course, he he plays a little soft coverage on the Hopkins touchdown. Um, And then he also um, is part of the reason Hopkins catches the great – he played really, really bad coverage and had a a bad angle towards Hopkins – uh, towards the end of the game when the uh, Texans make their march into Saints territory to you know go up uh, really late in the game. Um, but he had the interception. He had a couple of other nice plays and played a majority of the game and, and um, had four tackles. So um, I definitely agree. I think that both of them had good games. Malcolm Brown was my surprise. Uh, H- Hendrickson, you, I definitely didn't come to expect him getting two sacks in that game, but I do come to yeah. expect seeing him play really well. I think Hendrickson is... Our second best defensive end right now speaking. Yeah. I think he's better at pass rushing definitely right now than Davenport. He's he has more discipline. Too, uh, timing and, to yeah. and and Davenport's gonna get to that. Hendrickson is in his third year, so Davenport's you know only a a year ahead, so or a year behind, excuse me. So um I I I was more impressed and surprised by Malcolm Brown. Um, than anything, Marshawn Lattimore, of course, continues to impress me. Von Bell, I think, is the least talked about best defender yeah, that we he's have. Really underrated. He's all over the field. He he's he's an upgrade over Kenny Vaccaro um, yeah. there in that spot. So I'm glad that we were able to snag him in the uh, second round a few years ago. Um, on and and then on offense, that whole offensive line did fantastic. Eric, Eric McCoy included. Um, and then, uh, of course, MT, Kamara, Breeze all did their jobs very well, which is, is is why we're one of the best teams in the league when those guys are consistent. Uh, mm-hmm. Murray was able to get the touchdown, and that's... Uh, I, I wrote in an article for AllSaintsConsider.com describing how the Saints actually utilized Murray in that game. And mm-hmm. essentially, even though uh, if you take the touchdown out, he only had five carries for 12 yards, that's okay because if he's able to get even one or two... 20 to 30-yard runs per game and really only 10 or 12 yards more off of a few other carries, that's totally fine. That's all we really need out of Murray. Yeah, it helps open the offense, get some running game going while Kamara's on the bench, which is perfect. Kamara's going to be playing, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80% of the snaps as long as he's fully healthy. So if if Murray's only in there for 20% of the time and he's able to get not only just a thirty yard run, but a thirty yard touchdown run. That's more than we can ask for him. So I thought he had a great game yeah, considering um, you know, him him just being the, the backup in his first game backing up Alvin Kamara there. Um but yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think um more more good than bad, even though we only won by two against a team we yeah. were you know, <laughs> expected to uh not annihilate, but you know, beat pretty favorably at home to open up the season. Yeah. Um Really, really good group of guys. They played great. So, no, yeah. I'm, I'm very satisfied with, with what happened. Um, I definitely think your notes concerning what needs to be improved on, um, especially, you know, the other receivers getting open, uh, including yeah. getting separation for Traquan Smith. We really didn't see any other receiver out there other than Kirkwood. Um, uh, and then making plays and contributing to the team offensively also for the, for the receivers. That's – need more consistent production. I think you're spot on yeah. with that, with the receivers. It's just uh, – um, Drew Brees is going to spread the ball to whoever needs to get the ball, and um, we need a consistent three-receiver set uh, with an extra guy out there who can who can make a lot of plays for the team. And, and Kirkwood and Traquan Smith seem to be that guy, but we need to see more out of them. So I agree yeah. with that. Other than that, our defense needs work. Defensive play calling. Dennis Allen, what are you doing towards the end of the game, brother?
1: <laughs> Other than yeah. that, I agree with you. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think just what needs to improve, who or what, I guess generally speaking, if I, if you had to ask me the what, I think two things, run defense, but in its defense, it's only week one, we didn't have Anyamada, we didn't have Rankins, we were playing with people that typically wouldn't be announced in the game, so yeah, like that'll get better over time, hopefully, uh, I mean, we were one of the best last year, so expectations are high. But they should be able to deliver, especially with Malcolm Brown being there now. And also, I meant we mentioned the wide receiver thing. Just consistent production of people not named Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Sure, you're bringing in Jerry Cook, but the funny thing is about it, Dan. I was thinking about it. Like, is it is it more or less okay? Here, there's two things. Is it more or less the Saints? Just how I'm trying to think of a good word. How special. Their offensive play calling is is that you can have a backup quarterback in their system to draw attention, or is it almost kind of like, man, we're just utilizing what we've got because of like think about it. If you had other receivers, Quan Smith, if you have if you have consistent production out of I think in this scenario I take out Tagan because out of that game, if he's healthy, he's going to be producing somewhat. If you have if you have solid production out of your third and fourth best receivers in the offense you almost don't really need that backup quarterback sure like it, it gives the saints an asterisk it, it gives them that oh the saints are a special offense they have players that can be utilized in multiple ways but like okay for example we're gonna be talking about next episode in the rams they have three solid receivers cooper cup uh, robert woods uh, brandon cooks if the saints have that and michael thomas uh, Ted Good Jr., and they have Kirkwood or Trey Kwan-Smith stepping up, like, they're solid. And then that doesn't even include Kamara and Jared Cook if he steps up more. So it's just like we hit on it so much last year. And, and the thing is, it really, like, that book got kicked wide open because if you had players that were getting hurt at the end of the year in the playoffs that Michael Thomas was getting bracketed, people were sniffing out Kamara, and All you really added this year was a new tight end, and you hope that your other guys are stepping up from last year. So it's a big thing. I'm going to hit on it every single week until it happens and stays that way. But then players, PJ Williams, please turn your head around. Eli Apple, please turn your head around. You didn't cost us a game this year or this week, but please don't cost us any games uh, this year. Uh, We're trying to get you a breeze Super Bowl. Please, thank you. Yeah. So, exactly. like, it's just like I don't know, man. Like, I was just thinking about it, and like the offense, our offense is predicated so weird. It's like you've got a running back who can, who's literally like butter, who can evade thirty tackles in a game, and then you have a quarterback who is pretty much everyone on the field. And like, that's insane. Can you imagine if we had that? Plus, Jared Cook, the best free agent tight end this year, uh, from this past free agency. Plus, other receivers stepping up. Can you imagine – like, obviously, Sean Payne has to realize, like, how inconsistent our other receivers are. That's why Drew throws at Michael Thomas all the time. If you had that consistency, I swear nobody could stop our offense. Like, it can't always be stopped now. But, like, you, you have that many different formations, you could have Michael Thomas taking – 20, 20 plays off. You could have Alvin Kamara taking even more plays off. Like, we need to get that production, man. Like, Super Bowl or Bust, if we get that production, there is nobody stopping us. Like, you're going to get a full team of talented defensive backs to stop that offense. Like, that's just me on a mini rant, but, like, man, like, the, like, the hype is real. If we can't get that, man, like good luck stopping us NFC, man. That ain't happening. That's for sure. Right. Right. Is there any any players or just anything in general, like we said, that you think we should improve on, or what do you think?
0: Uh, based on no, I, I pretty much already said. Uh, you just yeah. You also summarized it right there. It's it's definitely <laughs> getting more than than Thomas and Kamara involved. Um, I think Jared Cook's gonna get more involved as we go down the line. I too, hope. I, I
1: hope. really hope. Um, I almost expected more of them from this past week.
0: Well, I mean, uh, first game again. Tight ends are so interesting in in the NFL, um, and it yeah. is, is very first game for the team. So, um, yeah, no, it's definitely we'll got probably break need, one off. Need one to off. see more from him, but yeah, no, it was game number one. A lot of a lot of other tight ends from for other teams didn't do much or worse than Jared Cook. So, yeah, but uh, that's all the time we have for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Um, I'll throw it to Tyler for the outro. <laughs> Thanks,
1: man. Alright, so uh, yeah guys, uh, like we mentioned before, if you haven't been listening, listen to us now please. Um, follow us on Twitter that's where we mainly operate uh, our official podcast page at the WDD podcast. Myself at Raymond Tyler M. Dayton give him a follow at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. We mainly operate through Spreaker.com that's speaker with an R in there and <laughs> iTunes, just search the Who that Tish podcast. I've tried Googling it myself, it works too. If you Google the Who That Dish podcast will come up, too. If you search it on Twitter Google, we have means of uh, operations. You, you have ways to find us, so there is no excuses. Hmm. And please communicate with us. We love the interaction, man. When the Saints hit their Super Bowl run this year, well, we expect to see so many Saints fans being like, man, you guys have talked about everything what the Saints need to do to get to the Super Bowl. Now they're here. Like You guys are awesome. So, yeah uh there you go yeah thanks for checking us out and thanks for listening to us so throw back to you man yeah uh hopefully that that ends up being the
0: case but yeah no thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll talk to you soon uh this is being recorded on thursday um and we're about to record our uh rams preview episode which you guys will listen to on most likely friday Um, check that out guys so yeah be sure to be sure to give it a listen Um, and subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us five stars, and follow us all over social media. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you very soon. And as always,
1: hoot